Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. We have a very, very proud history in badminton. Yeah, you know, yeah. Going all the way back to Wong Peng Sun, who's arguably one of the greatest badminton players of all time. He was uh, he received an MBE because this is the days of the British Empire. Easily, I mean, easily one of the best Singaporean athletes of any sport of all time. Well, now this guy, we're going to talk about this guy, Lo Ken Yo, who's just flying in the in the Indonesian Open, beat the world number one. Yesterday, he took care of the Danish opponent in twenty in something like twenty something minutes. So mm. Look at twenty four minutes. He beat yesterday's opponent in twenty four mm. minutes. He's the first Singaporean to reach a Super One Thousand semi final since the World Tour began in twenty eighteen. Awesome story. We are going to go uh, right now to our first guest uh, to discuss this wonderful achievement. Andrew Martin is the Singapore Badminton Association technical director. Andrew, good morning. Welcome to Saturday mornings on Money FM. Wow. Wow, what a great story that we have to uh, to, to talk about with uh, Kian Yu. Yeah, good morning. It's uh, it's a great story. He's going well. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. Since the Olympics, he's had uh, quite a, a rich vein of form. Um, you know, he had a short little break after the Olympics with quarantine, and then um, a little bit of time back here, and then he went to train in Dubai with Victor Axelson and a few other players. Victor was uh, the person that won gold at the Olympics, so it's um. You know, a great opportunity for him. Um, and then since then, he's actually been uh, at tournaments. He's, he's been in Europe playing some tournaments um, with uh, a fair amount of success. Um, you know, he, he won the Dutch. Uh, then he played Danish and French very well. Uh, he won the, um, the high-low tournament in Germany um, before coming over to Indonesia. Again, performed well last week. And then this week, um, he's had an opportunity again. And, and you know, he's taken it. And, uh, you know, Kenyu is playing... Top level at the moment. Um, you know his world ranking has gone up, and uh, yeah, he was he was fantastic uh, against Momota the other day, um, beating a world number one. You don't you don't do that every day, right? Um, no. And no. then uh, yesterday's performance was excellent as well against the Danish player. So, and now yeah, he's can't in, complain. And now he's into the semi-finals today, and we wish him the best of luck. Now, Andrew, you have as technical director, you've worked in England, Australia, New Zealand, and now Singapore. You've worked closely with Lowe. What is it about him and why is this progress, I wouldn't say happened overnight, that would be very unfair, but how has this progress accelerated so impressively? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's not happened overnight. Um, but we've got a player with a lot of ability to start off with, um, physically as well as technically. Um, he's got the ability to hit the shuttle very hard. He's got the ability to um, be agile around the court. He's very fast with his movements. Um, so if you link all that with some good tactical awareness, um, some self-belief, which is massive in this sport, um, you know, he, he can go a long way. And, uh, you know, the, the improvements he's made since we've been in, in Tokyo have, uh, are really noticeable and, and how he's going about his game. Yeah, it's well, you, uh, good progression. You mentioned the improvements there, Andrew. What are they? What When you came in and working with the coaches, what was it that you saw about Lowe's game? You mentioned tactical awareness that needed tweaking or fine-tuning. Yeah, you know, there's little things. It's about how he's going about each individual match. So obviously the tactics are based around his opponents, but then you control what you can control, you know, and the things that you do well. And so it's, it's him having that belief in what he does well and what he brings to the court, which is, again, the power, the power elements of the game, the dynamic side of it, um, the agility. But, but then with the strong technical side that he's got and being able to really put, push that onto his opponents. And uh, mm. I think a big one is this self-belief, though. 
We're talking to Andrew Martin, the Singapore Badminton Association Technical Director, about Lo Kian Yu, a fantastic run at the Indonesian Open in Bali right now, progressing into the semifinals today, uh, having already beaten the number one, the world number one, and the number 21. Uh, so it is, uh, is really a great success story. How, how, Andrew, do badminton players at this level prepare for those matches? Are they watching game tapes from their uh, opponents as other sports do? Uh, what does their typical regime look like? How much conditioning do they do? Uh, what, what does that look like for a, a top-level badminton player? Well, during a tournament, which is generally a week long, um, it's, it's different to the day-to-day training. Um, so can you, for today, he'll have a, he'll make sure he had a good sleep. He'll get up and do some, physic, some light physical this morning. Um, and then they'll watch matches, matches and preparation, make a game plan for the game he's got later on today. So he'll play this evening. Um, and, uh, you know, the guy he's playing today is number 13 in the world. Can you actually beat him two weeks ago in the high-low tournament? Oh. Uh, very, very closely. Hmm. Uh, 22-20 in the third game. Um, so, you know, it's a 50-50 game later on. Um, but it's the player who comes out with, with the, you know, making less mistakes, having the, the best attack. Um, the player who's got the, the best mentality when it comes to it and can apply the tactics. So nice. um, the opposition will do exactly the same. And, uh, you know, he'll come out fighting tonight. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. He's playing the world number 13 later today. Lo, I mean, for the benefit of our young shuttlers listening, you know, it's, it's a very popular sport in Singapore. Always has mm. been played throughout every level of schooling and beyond at the local community clubs. People want to refine their games. What is it, do you think, are Lowe's strengths? I remember you saying at the top of the interview, he hits the shuttlecock very hard. What would you say were his outstanding strengths as a shuttler? Well, with, with that being one, and he doesn't hit it tremendously any harder than, than anybody else, you know, but he, he does hit hard. Um, he gets the accuracy on it, but the big thing is actually the follow-up, so the, the, the accuracy of the attack you're doing, the follow-up shot that comes back, because these guys are so good now that they are getting the shuttle back. Um, you know, and it's the follow-up shot that comes to that. It's building the rally and making sure he's he's there and present the whole time. You know, um, it's it's a very uh, intense relationship you have with your opponent, and uh, I think it's um, it, it's the player that really comes out with that accuracy of the attack. The maybe with a lot of deception involved. Um, you know, the shuttle is flying so fast over four hundred kilometers an hour, and it's uh, you know it, it is really. The, the person that can react and make the best decisions on the day. Did you say the shuttles are going 400 miles per hour? No, no, not miles an hour, kilometers an hour. Oh, kilometers per hour. Oh, sorry. Well, still, <laughs> but still, still splitting still, hairs right? a little it's, bit, right? It's yeah. Fast. It's wow. Fast. We, are the, we are the fastest racket sport. And, uh, is that you know, right? I, think that's, I had no the idea. The time that you've got from the moment the shuttle is hit um, with a smash um, to the moment that you have to make yeah. a decision and get to it and return it is uh, incredibly short. And uh, so you know, f- there are games like squash, which is very similar, table tennis, very similar, but badminton, as far as the speed off the racket head, yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're, our top players are hitting it over 400 kilometers an hour. So I, the fast twitch muscles have got to be yeah. just the most amazing yeah. uh, response yeah. time ever. Uh, take us back just uh, a bit. We don't want to too much about history, but I, I think it's worth asking you about his victory on Thursday against the world number one, Kento Momota. Uh, how... How did that come about? I mean, it must have been a surprise, even though uh, Kian Yu is playing very well. I mean, to beat the world number one, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. How did that, how did that match look? What, what was the secret there? Um, the secret, I think, to it was this uh, ability to be able to play at a high pace and the persistence to keep doing it. Um, you know, we know he's a fighter. We know he, he likes to get into a battle out there. But uh, it was his ability to keep playing at that high intensity for, for the whole match. Um, you know, we saw it in the Olympics when he played Christie in the Olympics. He did it for 
periods of time, um, and he wasn't quite able to, to sustain it. The difference is now he sustained it for the whole of that match. Mm. And, um, yeah, you know, Momota's coming off a long run as well, and, uh, you know, um, Kenyu's just gone out there and taken it to him from the very first rally. So, oh. you know, it, it made it just making life really hard for them. That's a key point there, Andrew, because one of the criticisms has been for 20, 25 years of local sports generally, football, team sports, individual sports, is this perceived lack of mental strength, this mental fragility, for want of a better phrase. But as you mentioned there, I mean, that was a titanic battle against the world number one, 69 minutes, I believe. I mean, he was physically, emotionally drained. There is an argument, or at least a stereotype, that in the past the Singaporean might have lost that match. But clearly this boy has tremendous mental strength. I mean, real grittiness. Where has that come from? And is it something that can be nurtured and improved? Yeah, I, I, I'm a believer that it can be nurtured and improved, but it does come a lot from within. Um, there's a really strong desire. You know, the top badminton players, it is tough. And uh, the top players have such a strong desire to um, succeed. And um, when things are going for you, you've got to really you know, knock on that door and keep pushing it open. And uh, you know, that's what Kenyu is doing at the moment. Everything is, is um, you know, good for him. He's progressing quickly. Um, you know, but his his persistence is second to none at the moment. Every single rally, he's he's playing with that same level of intensity, and this is uh, this is the important thing, really. Where it's come from, this is internal for him. It's um, you know, it's there. He's clearly been developing it. He's got some experience behind him over the last few years, and he's still young. Um, but you know, he's in a position now where he can really start to push on and uh, you know challenge these these top guys on a regular basis. And um, you yeah. know, there isn't much between the very best and and you know people like Kenyu and uh, every match they know that he's there and he's going to fight them from the first rally. So he's always got a shout. Wow, excellent. Andrew Martin, uh, Singapore Badminton Association. Uh, Andrew, I'd like to just br- uh, a couple of broad questions on the the sports industry in Singapore. Neil and I have talked many times over the past two years about what it's going to take to develop a culture of professional sports people who are doing this as their full-time profession, whether it's badminton or table tennis or basketball, swimming, etc. And, and Singapore has really struggled over the years, uh, football, of course, Singapore has really struggled to build a culture where professional sports people are uh, able to make a living off of doing you know, what they love doing. How do you see it uh, shaping up? Now, I know the purse for this particular tournament is $850,000 uh, U.S. I assume that's split among uh, many players. But um, when you think about uh, Kian Yu, you know, 24 years old, um, what are what are the avenues for professional shuttlecock players in Singapore? Are there any? Yeah, look, we, we've got a, a number of our players in, in Singapore are full time players, and uh, and we support them as Singapore Badminton Association. We support them um, to varying amounts, of course, um, because they're, they're different ages and different levels. Mm. Um, but there, you know, there is a, a full time career in badminton. Um, I'm not going to be you know pull the wool over anybody's eyes. It's not going to drive you around in a Rolls Royce on a daily basis. Sure, but um, you know, it, it's uh, it's an opportunity for the players to really follow their dreams. Um, and at SBA, we, we do do this, and uh, we support the players. I think the overall culture in Singapore is not necessarily one of this uh, full-time um, professional athlete. And uh, yeah. I think, you know, we do go against this. If we want to compete at the top end, we, we have to be full-time in this sport. Um, and many other athletes are, of course, and many other athletes are not getting uh, the rewards that maybe they might be uh, from other countries. Um, you know, and obviously I've seen that in a few other countries where players are far higher paid. Um, but the, the basis is here that we do have an opportunity for players to follow their passion and follow their dreams in Singapore. 
Um, and uh, because we're this closeness to Asia, the climate and everything is actually uh, a hard training environment. But it's um, the, the nature of Asia with badminton is that we, we can do it here. Yes. And aside from the pathways, all athletes need role models. I mean, we saw an uptake in swimming after Joseph Schooling. Hopefully, yep. we'll see an uptake mm. in badminton after low. So I'm putting you on the spot here, Andrew. Last question. You can dodge it if you like, but does he have the potential to become world number one? Yeah, he has got the potential to become world number one. Um, but it's it's a long road to get there. It's a hard road to get there. Um, but uh, the the way he's developing, the way he's progressing at the moment and the intensity he's playing with, um, you know, he, he could do it. There's no question about that. He could do it. Yep. Wonderful. Can you imagine the world? We had it before. We had it before with Wong Peng Soon many, many years ago. If we can have it again with Lowe, that would be magnificent. Yeah, that's that's great. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on today. And if you, if you do talk to uh, Kian Yu today, please uh, wish him all the very best from his fans here in Singapore and, and us here at Saturday mornings. And we look forward to talking with you again after his victory, hopefully today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Andrew Martin, Singapore thanks, Badminton guys. Association Technical Director. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.